Writing Easy, the podcast that takes the act of writing, which can sometimes be pretty hard, tries to make it a little easier. I'm one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. Well, Melissa, one of the things I've been able to do in this uh, wacko time is I have been reading a lot of books. Yay! We like readers. Reading is important. (laughs) Reading is good for you. And yeah, I've been reading a ton of fiction, and I'm actually reading Sarah Bernhardt's autobiography, um, which is wild. Um, you know that the actress from the the late late early nineteenth century, no, late early twentieth century, late ni- whatever, eighteen hundreds, <laughs> late eighteen hundreds. Which one's that? But anyway, the, that's not what I want to talk about today. <laughs> I'm not going to talk. This is a, welcome to our Sarah Bernhardt podcast, where we don't know when the hell she lived, <laughs> but it was long ago when people were in black and white. I don't know. She wore a skirt. When does that mean? Um. Uh, no, I read or actually am reading um, "Story Genius" by Lisa Cron. Now she also wrote "Wired for Story," right? Um, which is a, a pretty uh, famous craft book, which I actually have not read. Um, but it's basically, both of them kind of have the, the idea that you have to understand how readers like physiologically and evolutionarily are, how they react to stories. And you have to tap into that to write your story so that the readers will resonate with it at the level that they need to, which is for human beings very, very deeply. Like we, when we read a story, we actually become it. Like our brains kind of read it as reality and we experience it along with so it's if it if that magic connection happens and so this is kind of about how to make that connection happen which is certainly something we want to do story genius is it says how to use brain science to go beyond outlining and write a riveting novel and the subtitle is before you waste three years writing 327 pages that go nowhere (laughs) (laughs) what that's part of the process (laughs) i have no idea what you talk about but, um, yeah, and she, the reason I've only, only partway through it, my plan was that I would read it for this and be able to give you a full report on it, but it is a workbook and it's a workbook that, where the exercises are, are pretty in depth. You know, there's, they're not just like, okay, write down your five favorite things. Great. Move on. There's actually quite a bit of work you need to do and it's good work. Um, and so it's taken me a little longer. I haven't finished it. One of the myths that she debunks at the beginning is uh, planning, plotting versus pantsing, and she's like, "Nope, they're they're both they're both a myth." What do you think about that? Yeah. Ooh, what like, does no. that mean? They're both a myth. Yeah, they're both a myth. So what she says is that if you pants, you're just winging it, right? And you'll you're going to end up wandering around with no direction, and you're just going to kind of come up with stuff and not have any idea of what's happening. And if you plot, you're focusing on the events, which is also not what you're supposed to focus on. What she does in this book um, is take a lot of time to set up the, like the engine of the story. And it's, it's through the protagonist. And what I like about it is she does it in a much deeper way. You know, like you always say, oh, well, so what's the first thing you need to know about your protagonist? Like if you're a protagonist, what's the first thing you want to figure out for them in a story? I well, I'm cruel, so I like to know what their traumas are. <laughs> like, yeah, I like to know what their childhood, like the big pivotal things that make them who they are now, and, and yeah, determine how they think and how they see the world. Mm-hmm. 
well, she would like she would like that. You said <laughs> that. That was a good answer. And then um, from there, you kind of figure out, okay, well, what do they want in the story, right? Like, oh, here, I've got this person, and, and what, what's the big thing they want? But yeah, she goes, well, before you know that, you need to know exactly what you talked about. What, where do they come from? What is their, not like their wound or their fatal flaw, uh, but their, um, how does she put it? Their worldview, their their belief, their misbelief, um, you know, their their thing they dreamed of, that they want more than anything, and the the mistaken idea that they have that says that it's not possible. And not only does she say, think about what those things are, she's like, write that scene. Write the scene of where they determine what they want. Write where the scene where the the first time they create that belief of, the, of why it's not possible. And then write more scenes about them. You know, so, so not only just think about it like write little outlines, but actually write scenes. And you spend a lot of time doing all this stuff before you even get to page one. But, she claims, that by doing this, when you get to page one, you know what you need to do. It it's, comes out very easily. I haven't gotten to page one yet, but uh, hopefully it'll work. Yeah, I could see... I mean, th- th- yes, that's my initial philosophy and thinking is that, you know, the decisions that we make on a day-to-day basis or even, like, my immediate goal, if somebody says, oh, you, like you need to find a new job like that is an immediate mm-hmm. goal but how i go about doing that yeah. is all rooted in how i was raised how i was brought up and like essential core beliefs that develop over a period of time and so of course knowing what those things are for your characters makes them real and it makes it easier for you to understand how they might respond or react in a given situation right and then the idea is to understand where they're most vulnerable and then put them there you know what's the what's the thing that given this person's you know greatest unrealized dream and the mistaken belief that they have that keeps them from ever going after it uh what's the situation that would most test them to show that thing and then write it and then it goes and she does like it's so funny because she doesn't like in all this stuff she never talks about like acts or act breaks or or climax or uh, uh anything it's it's really just cause and effect so figure out who this person is what they want why they don't think they can get it and then plunk them in the situation and then just make sure that every event has a happens because of a of a why you know, like there's a reason. And then that event pushes to the next event, which pushes to the next event. Um, so it's not like then, 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 but so, 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 you know, this happens and this happens, but this happens, so this happens, so this happens, but this happens. And just by doing that, you will be able to craft a story that hooks the reader in and it has nothing to do with cats and saving them or um, journeys or anything like that. I, I, I'm gonna like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna disagree. <laughs> and this is not the plotter, maybe it is the plotter in me. I, mm-hmm. I think it's correct to an extent, but I've also read stories and I've watched films where they feel like they're meandering because it is just, it's so micro in the like focused on the, and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened, mm-hmm. that there's no rising stakes. Um, 
or larger overarching story that's being told. And I, so I do think there's weight and merit in how a character is introduced and how the stakes rise um, over the course of the story and of having these really pivotal turning points um, Mm -hmm. that shift the direction of the story, like your act um, break. So I'm like, yes, to an extent, (laughs) I guess that's every piece of writing advice. Yes, to an extent, I think that works, but I still think you could do all of those things and write a really bad book. Yeah, I think there, I don't think it takes everything into account. Uh, I think for what it it is, that's great. But yeah, I don't think you could do just this. It's very, I'm finding it very helpful uh, because I don't tend to put the character stuff into place. Or if I do, I don't always remember to like hook it into the story. Like I'll, I'll have it and then it never becomes relevant to the plot because I just thought of it because I was told I should think of it. Whereas this is helping me kind of um, make it a little more natural and uh, um, a little more in depth a little less uh, uh, superficial so that I do feel like I know the characters better and can then put them in situations. Um, I'm still doing plotting and outlining and synopsizing and I don't think is synopsizing a word. I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. writing synopsis. Uh, synopsizing, writing a synopsis. It's just synopsize. There's a, there's a word there. There's a, there's a word. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I think, it's an important exercise. I don't think it's the full thing, but yet, but like you said, every every single piece of writing advice is just part of it. It's just another uh, tool in the um, in the golf club bag, golf bag. So in this club book, bag. in this book, she's not she's going through exercises and activities to mm-hmm. help you develop stronger characters and tap into the brain science that's at work. And then, and her first book is more of the why this works and the theory and the research behind it is that how okay. this set up i think so i am not i'm not familiar with her first book to be honest i've not read it um i when i had the, looked at the two i determined that i needed the second one more than the first one so that's why i picked that one i mean because the, the brain science is interesting i've not read the full book wired for story but i have mm-hmm. um read summaries of it and I took a workshop in my day job. We work with um, someone who's in the same sort of space and she runs a private communications firm okay. that helps people, particularly women um, who are looking to run for um, public office, craft their messages. Yeah. But she is really fascinating and she worked with NASA and was like a test subject for NASA. Um, And they studied her brain with like all of these different triggers. And this is where she realized that like our bodies physically react to different stories in different ways. And so she started researching that and understanding that and figuring out like what things can you say in a message? What things can you tell in a story? How you structure the story? Why it, it is that other people's, the audience's brains like connect to characters like they feel like they're living in that story and experiencing Mm -hmm. that story and that's why you get afraid when you watch a horror movie or that's why you laugh or why you fall in love when you're watching a romance because your body is actually producing the same hormones at a lesser extent but they're you're still going through it physically Yeah. yeah yeah and and this breaks down the things that will trigger that reaction 
and her 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 um, thesis basically is that without this internal character work, uh, your story will not trigger that reaction. That because people won't care for the character and they won't get involved, or or at least that this is a way to do it. But she presents it as like though this is the way. Um, but you know it's her books because she can say what she wants. But uh, yeah, I found it really helpful. I would recommend it. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm going to read the second and read the first one, but I like going through these exercises. I think they're they're nice because they go deeper than just the superficial you know, character building questionnaire, which I hate. I've never been able yeah. to get anything useful out of those. <laughs> um, oh, and the other great thing that I like is that she has, she got like a friend of hers who's a writer to do the process through the book. So we see her, she's actually writing, you know, a, an outline or creating a thing in not like real time, but like in the book. So it's like, well, here, what is she doing? So, so you get, you get an example that's from the, creative process from like here here's me putting it together rather than usually when they do an example like that they go backwards they start from the finished product and then go back you know it's like well let's look at this famous book that you've all read let's see how they did it Mm -hmm. but that's not that's that's backwards but this way it's you know she's mixing the ingredients as we go and then she's going to bake it rather than having us bake it you know trying to read a baked baked thing it doesn't make any sense but you know what i mean so I thought that was a really cool aspect, and I'm enjoying that too. Because I'm, I'm always fascinated by how people write. You know, what's their process? Like, well, what do you do now? What are you doing now? What are you doing? Like, I, I want I want to know, like, day by day what people do. Because my process is such a confused wreck that, uh, yeah, so it's kind of cool to see someone else actually doing it. And how long does she say in the beginning, like, sort of how long the process is intended yeah, to take. She <laughs> like, does I don't think she does. I think uh, I'd have to I'd have to go flip through the pages to see, um, and that's not really good podcasting. Um, but I I got the feeling of just like her point of view was like, well, you gotta. It's a waste of time to do anything until you've got this worked out. Which I'm not sure that's true, but. <laughs> It, it certainly sounds, gives me some really good stuff to look at. Yeah, I mean, I've done, I have a couple of other workbooks that I use regularly. And I find when mm-hmm. I get a workbook like that, um, I cannot stand going through the entire process and doing every single exercise. Yeah. But what I love is like, I usually find two or three or five that are like, these are my tools. And I go back to those when I'm in the brainstorming yeah. and developing um, phase. And that has been really helpful. So, like, I feel like even if you're like, oh, I can't, I don't got two months to figure this out before I start writing, you could probably, you know, pick a few of those activities and then even come back to them when you're stuck or when you're editing to be Mm -hmm. like, did I stay true to who I thought this character was or how did they change? And that can be your guiding Mm -hmm. light as you're going through the revision process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, it's a, for any of this is it's finding the one or two things that work you have to to pick and choose and i found some good things that work i like the idea of writing a scene for the for the thing rather than just sort of summarizing it um and i like that she spends like chapters on these things as opposed to a blurb which is what i've seen in the past 
you know, just like, oh, come up with a problem that they had. Okay, so let's say they've got a problem. Like, they don't, she doesn't go at that level, which I like. So that is um, Story Genius by Lisa Cron, C-R-O-N. I guess that the verdict is recommend. Check it out. I hope it helps you out. Helped me a lot. And uh, look for us on, on social stuff if you can, if you feel like it. Writing Easy Pod 1. Uh, Writing Easy Podcast on Facebook. Sometimes Instagram. Sometimes not. But uh, I'm Geeky Mary on Twitter. I'm out there sometimes too. And, uh, Melissa, you're, you've got a, a couple different things, right? Oh, I've got all the things, but, like, you know, I'm on them when I'm on them, and I'm not when I'm not. That's my right. stick. <laughs> Sometimes now is not, now might not be the best time to be on social media anyway. Yeah, I try to stay away from it right now. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. So don't find us on social media. <laughs> uh, stay home, relax, have a cup of tea, and, uh, watch some crazy stuff on Netflix. Yes. And remember, writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. See you guys next time. Bye.